The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. The band Berlin was founded by lead vocalist Terry Nunn, bassist John Crawford, and keyboardist David Diamond. They have racked up 12 gold and platinum album awards over the years. They gained chart-topping success in the 80s with singles like The Metro, No More Words, Sex, and their biggest hit, Take My Breath Away, from the 1986 film Top Gun. Berlin is out on the road again this summer and has a really cool-sounding box set, as I've got Terry Nunn on the line right now in Los Angeles. Jim, how are you doing? I'm great, Terry. Nice to talk to you again. I think the last time I actually saw you in person was when you were here in Vegas at uh, Junefest, which I think you played two or three of those. Yeah, that's right. You're heading out on the road this summer in July, in fact, with Boy George and Culture Club and Howard Jones. Boy, what a great lineup this is, don't you think? Thank you. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Howard in a bit because I, I, we just haven't played in any anything together in a while, but we just did play with Culture Club a couple of shows, and wow, they do a good show. When they called us, I was an, an immediate yes, because that's, that's going to be a nice bill. Yeah, it is. It, you know, there's sometimes there are bills where you go, well, that band, not so much, but man, three great bands playing on this bill. Can't wait well, to see thank that. You, Jim. Aww, and that starts that starts in July. I guess it's July thirteenth in Florida, West Palm Beach. That's right. What about the box set, the strings attached to box set? What can you tell me about that? Because that's available now. Yes, that was Berlin playing our hits and a couple of deeper cuts with two Philharmonic orchestras. Love that. And they added stuff to us that I liked that combination. So it wasn't just a reimagining of Berlin songs, it was Berlin with a Philharmonic Orchestra. That's that's what is epic for me about listening to it. I've talked to other artists who've played with uh, symphonies and the like. What is the rehearsal time for that? How do you go about that? The great thing about it is now, oh my God, you can do all of your rehearsal literally in a studio. So the the man who's the the conductor who's also the composer of the parts, he puts them all in a computer first, and you're playing with that. And then once you get that going well, then they take the chart to the Philharmonic Orchestra because they're not writing anything; they're just reading what you know what has been written. Yep. And then they play it. <laughs> yeah, so that it just makes it so much easier. You don't have to have 60 people in a room for two weeks. You know, that's a lot. Right, exactly. You, you, you write the part, and you get them to where you like it, and then it comes alive. Was music always the thing for you, even as a young girl? Because I know that you joined Berlin when you were, what, 17, 18? Yeah, I was, oh, uh, no, uh, I was, yeah, I was 19. 40, yeah. 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet John? Was it the old-fashioned way you went to, you looked through a book for uh, bands that were looking for vocalists? Yep, yeah, we didn't have the internet then. Uh-huh. We had, we had this place called the Musician's Contact Service, and bands would go in there and put ads in big notebooks. Yeah. So singers looking for bands, bands looking for singers, 
or bass players or whatever, you know. So I, I went through this book, and his stopped me because he said, our music is unique. I like unique. So I was like, okay, I want to hear it. And so he sent me a cassette tape, and I listened to this music. I never heard electronic music. What is this? Yeah. You know, I just didn't know anything about it. It wasn't happening in America yet. And he said, yeah, but this is going on in, in Europe and, and Germany. They're doing this stuff. It's so cool. You know, we this is what I want to do. It's like... Okay, I'm I'm game. And they were doing shows already, clubs, you know, around Los Angeles, but they were they were working. So I was like, okay, he's serious. And uh, then I was scared because, like, what if I don't get this? <laughs> <laughs> of course. But luckily, it worked out. There's a story that I don't know if a lot of people know about you in Hollywood that you were offered a role in this new series called Dallas. And you turned it down because you really wanted to give music a go. What were the circumstances there? That was pretty risky. That was, yeah, that, yeah. In those days, they didn't have like Jennifer Lopez kind of people who crossed over back yeah. then. So you, you were an actor or you were a singer. And in my teens, yes. I was doing acting, but I really loved music. And when this show came along called Dallas, it was a seven-year contract. And uh -huh. I was... I think, let's see, it was a year before I met John. So I was 18, and I thought, okay, if, if this is a hit, they've got me for seven years. Do I really want to commit to seven years of a TV show when I want to try this music thing? So I went home to my mom, and she was the only one who supported me. She said, if you really want to try this music thing, you don't want to regret it that you didn't. So I told my agent. He dropped me. <laughs> I told my manager. <laughs> She dropped me. Right. They were like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. This is a huge show. It's going to be a big deal. You don't come along every day. Yeah. I know, but I just can't find something that's not, well, bye. So that was the end of that. So I had nobody at that point. It's like, okay, well, you got your, your time to try it out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm assuming because of the age you were, was that the role that Charlene Tilton eventually got? Yeah. Yeah. She took it. You know, you, you're you talking about electronic music. When I hear the uh, earlier music of Berlin, like the Metro and Sex, I think, I mean, I really, it, it brings up uh, visions of Ultravox and Kraftwerk. Does that make sense to you? You've done your homework, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how John was inspired to create the music in America, because he was hearing these bands overseas like... The two you said, Ultravox and Kraftwerk, you, Gary Newman, uh, who, by the way, wow, he blew my mind. We just did a, a show at Cruel, Cruel World Festival, and there were many bands, 20 bands at least, and he was the highlight for me. I just, I had no idea that guy is still killing it now. Like, his music now is better than it ever was. Wow. So I'm, I'm, anyway. Shout out to him. Giorgio Moroder was asked by Jerry Bruckheimer to write songs for the film Top Gun. He writes Danger Zone for Kenny Loggins and Take My Breath Away, which was your song. And he said of all the songs that he's produced, he is most proud of that one. That's got to mean a lot to you. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That just a chance to work with him on anything, you know? Yeah. He could have farted and I would have sung it. He he was just, he worked with Bowie and Blondie and, you know, Fame and Flashdance. And, and the guy was just a, so much talent. For him to say that, that what we did together was his 
favorite work? Yeah. Wow. I I can die happy now. <laughs> yeah, and you knowing you knowing what you knew about his past and the people that he had worked with, were you a little bit nervous going into the studio and, and then working with him? Usually nervous. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was scared all the time at that age. I I just you know I I hid it because I wanted to do it, but I I know now that I was scared all the time that. I would be found out that it wouldn't last, that I wasn't good enough, all that. You know, I, I was run by fear for many years, and it's nice to grow up and and relax a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you done all, you done all right, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You done all right, Jim. You know, you can just go. Okay, I done all right. Berlin's yeah. limited edition box set, Strings Attached. Boy, that sounds like a real treat. And of course, the summer tour with Culture Club and Howard Jones—all my favorites, right there. Starting this uh, July, Terry Nunn. Thanks so much. Great catching up with you. Thank you very much, Jim. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And you know, Terry Nunn's ongoing influence on other artists includes Lady Gaga. Katy Perry and Gwen Stefani and continues to this day. Well, that ends this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. Can't thank you enough for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Watch it in slow